This podcast contains material of an adult nature. It's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18. If you're offended by mature content, please stop listening now. The stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only. It's secondhand story time. Hello and welcome to episode number 86 of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. I'm Will Kistler and I'm your host, and I'm happy to be joined today by Austin. He's got several short tales from one of his friends about a co-worker who's not very quick on the uptake. Here's Austin with Ginny Snaps. Please enjoy. Alright, and I'm happy to be joined today by Austin. So Austin, welcome to the show. Thanks. And you have a a story that you heard from someone else? Yeah, I have a I have a couple of short ones if that's okay. Oh yeah, that's totally fine. Whenever you're ready, uh, go ahead. <clears throat> I have a friend. Her name's Kat, and uh, she works with this other girl, who's really nice. She's a really nice girl. She's really sweet. She has a lot of responsibilities, but she's not very smart at all. And so my friend Kat's sort of primary hobby is just taking on this girl named Jenny. And uh, sometimes she deserves it, sometimes she, de- she doesn't, but it's really funny, most of the stories that, that we have from her. <laughs> um, one of them Kat told me earlier today, and it's really short, so I was just going to start with that one. Sounds good. Kat showed up to work a little bit early today, and so did Jenny. And uh, it looked like Jenny had been in an accident. She was covered in bruises. Oh, wow. So Kat was completely expecting her to like throw down her purse and just like tell her this horrible story about how she'd been in an accident or whatever. But instead, Jenny was just like, oh, hey, Kat, what's going on? How is everything? And so Kat knows Jenny's pretty oblivious. So she, she starts asking her, like, um, did you look in the mirror this morning when you put on your makeup? And Jenny's like, no, what's wrong? And Kat says, your face is covered in bruises. You have them, like, all over the place. And Kat picks on Jenny so often that she sort of has a reason to doubt whenever Kat sort of tells her anything like that. So Jenny's like, no, what are you talking about? That's not true. That's not that's what do you know? You're not pointing out anything. When she eventually convinces her to go check in the bathroom, and yeah, she's got like four bruises all over her face. And Ginny goes, Oh my gosh, that must be why everybody was staring at me at McDonald's this morning. <laughs> and, and it turns out she was just covered in hickeys that her boyfriend had given her. Oh, and they were wow. in the most awkward places all over her face. Yeah, like, I've, I've seen a hickey or two, but very few on the actual face. Yeah, that's it's a really weird place. I've never heard of anybody having hickeys on their face, like on their neck, sure, but like, I don't know why they were like on her cheeks and stuff. And so she just had hickeys all over the place. And then later that same day, her dad stops by during one of her breaks and she's completely forgotten about them already. <laughs> and she works in the, in the restaurant kitchen area, so she doesn't actually see customers, so it's not a big deal. But her dad just is like staring at her and, and saying, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny doesn't know what he's talking about because she's already forgotten. And she comes back in later and tells and tells Cat, you know, my dad was staring at me funny. Cat's like, well, it's because he has hickeys all over face. And she goes, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot about that already. So she just had hickeys all day apparently and didn't try anything to cover them up. I guess like when they're on your neck, you can wear a scarf or something. But if they're uh... yeah, if they're on your face and you don't have like five hundred dollar makeup or something, that's pretty much it. You just have hickeys. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That's great. So, so yeah, she's not she's not the, the brightest. And uh, this next story that I wanted to share was, sort of proves that a little bit more. Okay, so so same same subjects. Yeah, these are all these are all stories about Jenny because 
she's my favorite person that I've never met. Um, <laughs> and my friend Kat says there are a lot of people who say that about her. She's just, Kat tells everybody these stories about Jenny and everybody is just like in love with Jenny, but nobody actually wants to meet her. They just want her to remain this sort of semi-fictional person in their head. Right. Cause you might dispel the, you might dispel the myth if you uh, actually met. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to remain this sort of funny character <laughs> in my head. And so this next story is about Kat and Ginny at work, and they have this other friend uh, who gets songs stuck in his head, and he'll just, like, whistle two phrases of a song all day long. Like, that's all he'll do is just whistle those two phrases. And so one day he had Auld Lang Syne stuck in his head all day, the Should All Acquaintance Be Forgotten song. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, just the song you hear at New Year's. Yeah, yeah, the New Year's song. Yeah. He, he was listening to that all day. Jenny walks by at one point and just goes, oh, you would, Thomas. And he's like, what, what are you talking about? You would be whistling the national anthem. And <laughs> so she, she thinks he's whistling the national anthem. And they're all like, no, that's, that's not it, Jenny. That's not the national anthem. And she goes, yeah, you know. Um, from Sea to Shining Sea, Oh Beautiful, you know, the National Anthem. And they're like, that's, that's not the National Anthem either. That's not the right tune. Those aren't the right words. That's not the National Anthem at all, Jenny. And she goes, what? No, no, it is. I'm going to look it up. And they're like, yeah, please, please look it up. And she doesn't actually look it up. But uh, then Kat decides this is, this is a prime time to poke fun at Jenny. And so Kat's like, no, Jenny, okay, this is the National Anthem. And then she starts singing the preamble song from Schoolhouse Rock. Like she starts singing that song to try to convince Ginny that that's the national anthem. And then Ginny says, no, Kat, don't be stupid. That's not the national anthem. That's Martin Luther King. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Lord, Ginny, that's, no, you don't know what you're talking about. So she thinks that... That's a ton of miss, uh, wrong, wrong calls. Yeah, a lot of being wrong. She just doesn't know anything about history in general. And I have another story that's sort of about her not knowing anything about history. Great. She, um... She's really Catholic. That's an important part of this next story. And she comes into work the day after Mardi Gras, and one of their coworkers has a lot of Mardi Gras beads. And she's like, oh, man, I can't believe I missed Mardi Gras. And they're all like, yeah, we can't believe you missed it either. Aren't you Catholic? And she goes, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> and they're like, what, you, what? You're Catholic, and you don't know what Mardi Gras is all about? And then they try to explain to her what Mardi Gras is about. And then she has no idea. She had no idea it had anything to do with Catholicism. Right, and for any uh, listeners that may not know, it's the big party you have before Ash Wednesday, before you're giving up stuff for Lent. Yeah. I'm not Catholic, but I'm pretty sure it's yeah fairly common knowledge. And it turns out she doesn't know Lent either. Really? Doesn't know Lent? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not Catholic either, and I knew what, I knew the whole connection between everything. And so they're yeah. trying to explain Mardi Gras to her, and it turns out she doesn't know that Mardi Gras and Lent are connected in any way, and she didn't know that Lent and Easter were connected in any way. She just had no idea when any of these things happened. <laughs> It sort of seemed random to her every year. She never really made the connection that they were all boom, 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 right after one another. And so they they couldn't convince her to give up anything for Lent because that was obviously coming up next. And they were all like, what? Jesus died, died for your sins and you won't give up Facebook? And so she was getting really upset about that. <laughs> then when they learned that she didn't know that Lent and Easter had anything to do with each other, they tried to ask her, so, Jenny, what is Easter? You know what Easter is? Certainly you learned about Easter in Catholic school. Like, you know, you must know what Easter is. And she goes, yeah, of course, everybody knows her. That's when Jesus came out of the cave. And the way she said it sort of made it sound like he was just hiding out somewhere. <laughs> and then he, Easter, he decides to come show himself to everybody. Um, they were like, no, that's not quite it either. <laughs> and then they get into this really big discussion just about, I guess, 
trying to figure out what sorts of things she does know about Jesus. Like, being a Catholic, she should know a lot about Jesus, right? Right. She doesn't. They asked her, um, when, when was Jesus born, Jenny? Do you know when Jesus was born? And this is an example of Jenny's critical thinking skills. She says, well, m- my grandma was born in 1930, <laughs> and she's not older than Jesus, so he had to have been born before 1930. <laughs> wow. And that's really I mean, how, that's, that was her train of thought. Right? She's not wrong, but that does leave quite a window open. Yeah. 1930 like that's not just it's not just the number they threw at the years like that's the number of years since jesus was born like they tried to explain to her what bc and ad stood for and she was like yeah bc that's before christ and ad is after death and they're like okay well a lot of people get that wrong so we'll just <laughs> give that to her. like a lot of people get it wrong even some smart people get that wrong so we'll just we'll let her have that one right but if she knew that's what that stood for then she should have known like okay jesus was born sort of in that transition, at least, in between those. And uh, so they were, Cat eventually tells her, okay, Jesus was born around 3 to 4 B.C. They actually got the dates wrong. They figured it out, whatever, later. Jesus was probably born around 3 to 4 B.C. Do you know how old Jesus was when he died? And she goes, yeah, he was like 30-something. Oh, okay, good, Jenny, good job. What year did Jesus die? This is sort of like a, they gave her like a, uh, who wants to be, uh, be a millionaire sort of moment. They were like, okay, he was born 3 to 4 BC. He lived to be 33 years old. When did Jesus die? And she goes, oh, um, 30 BC. <laughs> oh. No, Jamie, that's not how, that's not how time works. <laughs> that's sort of the wrong direction. Oh, poor Jenny. Yeah, she's really, she's a really sweet girl. She really is. Yeah, she's just not, she's just not, she doesn't get some things or she yeah. wasn't paying attention in school at all having not come up in the catholic faith uh i may be wrong on this but don't real catholics go through confirmation and stuff where they learn a yeah. lot of this this information she had to have known this at one point in her life like she had to have known this or maybe maybe she failed it so many times that they just let her get through like i don't know i don't know how it works yeah but she had to have known this at one point and maybe she just forgot it or something. Well, it's, I, it's pretty amazing that she couldn't figure out when Jesus was born, though. That is, uh, yeah. I mean, there are big, big hints in just even common knowledge. <laughs> yeah. But wow, yeah. those are great. I have one that, uh, it's actually, it was this may be a third hand story because it's actually a second hand story for my friend Kat who told it to me. Is that still valid and I still allowed to tell that? As long as it's not a first hand story, I don't care. Yeah, it's not firsthand, for sure. Um, but this still involves Jenny. She and her, a bunch of her coworkers were sitting outside, and it was really hot outside. And one of them says, man, it's so hot. I'm sweating like a man playing Russian roulette, and the other five guys have already gone. Or maybe this is a <laughs> shorter version of that sentence, but that's, that's pretty much in effect what he said. And then Jenny gives them this really disgusted look and says, ew, I can't. That's gross. Why are you talking about that? <laughs> and they all look at her like, okay, we know, okay, Russian roulette's not the most, like, it's not the nicest thing to think about, but it's, I don't know how people would call it disgusting. Yeah, like, it's not a good idea. Yeah, it's certainly not, not anything that anybody should do, but... But gross isn't the first word that comes to mind. Right, so they ask her, what, what you, what's Russian roulette, Jenny? And she's like, oh, you guys are talking about that game with, like, the syringe and the horse semen, right? <laughs> and she's all looking at her like, 
we have no idea what you're talking about. And she goes, oh, come on, guys. It's in all of the movies. And they're like, no, <laughs> we don't know what kind of movies you've been watching, but Russian roulette doesn't have anything to do with horse semen. Like, what are you talking about? And so she calls up her boyfriend to try to prove to them that that's what Russian roulette's really about. And she says, hey, what's that game you play with the horse semen? And he goes, I don't know, fucking disgusting? What are you talking about, Jenny? And she's like, gets to harass him for a little bit before he finally says that, oh, that's from a scene in American Pie. Like, that's not, that's not anything people actually do. That's from a movie, Jenny. And so she, she thought that that's what Russian roulette was all about. I could see where that would be gross. Yeah. And she says, it's, all, it's in all of the movies. No, it's in just that one. <laughs> I would say that Rush, actual Russian roulette is probably in more movies than that uh, anything with syringes and horse semen. Yeah, anything. Yeah, anything. Unless, the, unless there's like some sort of hidden collection of how to, how to inseminate horse documentary of the library that we don't know about. It's probably true. <laughs> Russian roulette shows up more often than horse semen does, for sure. And... I have two more stories, if that's okay. Oh, yeah. That's great. You can't pull out of your time. Um, no, it's, uh, it, it can go as long as it needs to go. So, please, don't, don't, don't feel any pressure to wrap it up quickly. You're, you're totally good. Okay, cool. So, my friend takes this medicine, or my friend Kat takes this medicine that is derived from Komodo Dragon Spit which I think sounds really awesome. Like, you know, she thought it sounded really awesome, too. I don't, I don't know exactly what it's for. I, I don't ever want to pry into it. But it's based on Komodo Dragon's bit. She goes into one, work one day, and it's like bragging to everybody that this medicine she's taking is from Komodo Dragon's. And Ginny just looks at her really concerned, and is like, are you, is that safe? Like, are you sure that's okay? How do they even get that anyway? <laughs> and they're like, they just, they just get it. I don't know, maybe they grow Komodo Dragon somewhere, and they just get get their spit it doesn't sound that hard and Jenny's like but but it's got to be really dangerous I mean how do they get past the fire <laughs> and and Kat's thinking surely she's not no there's no way she's not <laughs> the best thing to come out of dragons breathe fire there's no way and Kat, Kat tells her like you know Jenny Komodo dragons don't breathe fire and she goes oh phew they're not okay they're not one of the fire breathing ones that's good I thought they were I was really concerned for a second and Kat says, what do you mean one of the fire-breathing ones? Like, what are, you, what are you getting at there, Jenny? And she goes, you know, like the dragons, like in China and Japan, they have dragons there. And she, really, she really thought that there were dragons in China and Japan. And Kat was trying to explain to her, there's no such thing as dragons. Like, there used to be dinosaurs, but they didn't breathe fire. And there certainly aren't any dragons now. Yeah. And Jenny, like, tries to look it up on Google. She's like, going around asking everybody in the restaurant, like, okay, aren't dragons real? Are you guys just messing with me? You guys are messing with me because they do that sometimes. They'll like, they'll like, I'll try to convince her of something. Yeah. She thought this was just one of those times they're trying to convince her that dragons aren't real. And she just gets, she's getting increasingly more frustrated. Like, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to call my dad or I'm going to look it up or something. You guys are just messing with me. This isn't funny anymore. And they're like, no, Jenny, we're not, we're not messing with you. Dragons aren't real. They're made up. And then she goes, how do you explain Mushu then? Mushu's real. <laughs> and they're like, you mean that dragon from Mulan? No, Mulan's a cartoon, and that dragon talked. Like, it's not, that's not a real story. <laughs> she thought that must have been actual history or something, the talking dragon, apparently. Maybe she gets most of her uh, her knowledge from movies. 
must be from American Pie and Disney movies, it sounds like. Wow. To stay at home and watch TV all the time. So she thinks, she, she thought dragons were real. Thankfully, they've corrected her, and she, looked, she did look it up. She did get so defensive eventually that she looked it up and found out that they weren't real. And I wonder if that was like similar to a, oh, my Santa's not real kind of a crisis sort of thing. <laughs> but maybe it wasn't. Maybe she, maybe she wasn't that traumatized from it. Hopefully not. And, uh, yeah, because I don't, I don't know why she'd base any of her beliefs on whether or not dragons were real. So hopefully it wasn't that bad. And my last story that I have about Jimmy is this one about her car. Um, she, she got a new car after wrecking her other car. And her dad decided, okay, she wrecked her other car. She's a terrible driver. She's not that, she's not that bright. I'm going to get her a convertible. That makes sense, right? <laughs> so Jenny drives a convertible now, and she leaves the top down all the time. Sometimes it gets rained inside it. It gets rain inside of it. Sometimes, you know, people play around in it. She just leaves the top down all the time. And my friend Kat loves to mess with Jenny. She brings over all of her cosplay stuff one day and a bunch of her friends, and they get inside of the car, and they just take a lot of pictures of themselves just like, <laughs> doing ridiculous poses inside of the car. And later, Kat hands all those pictures off to Jenny, just like, look, look what we did with your cars that have the U.S. top down. So we jumped in it, and we had some fun. And Jenny says, oh, my gosh, was it unlocked? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, she did it. That's like, oh, wow. I think I've heard that as a blonde joke before. Like, I think somebody had said that to me, but it was phrased as a blonde joke. But Jenny really said it. Like, this was a real, Jenny actually did that. She said, oh, my gosh, was it unlocked? No, left the top down. And another um, um, cat dug out Jenny's keys because she keeps her keys in the same spot all the time. She grabbed Jenny's keys and just they just moved the car from one side of the parking lot to the other side. So it was just, it was barely hidden by the corner of the building. And so Jenny goes out for a smoke break and she notices that her car isn't exactly where she parked it. And she says, oh, oh. I'm going to be sick. Guys, I'm going to be sick. Somebody call an adult. And they're like, what's wrong, Jenny? And they're like trying to hold in their laughter. Like they're all like visibly trying to hold in their giggles. <laughs> they're not trying to play it off or be serious about it or anything. Like if Jenny was paying attention, she would know something was up. She would know. They, they must be messing with her. She's like, no, guys, this isn't funny. Somebody stole my car. And they're still giggling and they're still trying to like, they can't. They're, they're about to explain it to her, but they're, they're trying so hard not to laugh that they can't say anything to her. And this other lady they work with who's in her 40s or something, she was in on the joke, but then she decides, no, Jenny's too fragile and too and, and not bright enough to be messed with. I have to step in and, and save the situation. And so she points at Jenny's car, which she can see barely from around the corner of the building. She says, Jenny, your car's right there. Isn't that your car? No, it's not a big deal. Nobody stole it. It's right there. And Jenny looks over, she sees the car, she looks back at the lady, and she says, what, are you stupid? No, I parked my car right here, and now it's gone. Somebody <laughs> stole it. And she, right after looking directly at her car, she told this lady, trying to be nice to her, she told her she was stupid, and she wasn't paying attention or something. And everybody else is giggling and trying and trying not to laugh too hard. And they eventually are able to convince her that they just moved her car. And they have all of this on video. I don't, I don't know where the video is. I think my friend Kat put it on Facebook. But look, you can see her looking right at the car and then not believing that her car just got moved. And eventually oh, wow. she, just, she, she, she walks over and pictures it out. She sounds 
super gullible. Yeah, she I she's my favorite person I've ever met. That's for sure. I love hearing stories about Jenny. Every time Kat has a new one, I go over to her house and just listen to it. Well, that's excellent. Anytime she has any more good ones, you're uh, you're always welcome to come on and give a Jenny update. I will. I'll every time she gives me an update, I'll I'll come up to you then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's, Sounds good. those are all the ones that I can remember right now. It's some good ones. Thanks you for uh, thank you for coming on the show and sharing those. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. And that does it for this week's episode. Huge thanks to Austin for coming on and sharing that story, and thanks to Jeremy for putting me and Austin in touch. If you'd like to comment on this story, you can head over to the blog at secondhandstorytime.com. While you're there, you can also find links to subscribe, either through RSS or through iTunes, and links to our Musician Gummery and The License, which is a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. You can become a fan on Facebook at facebook.com slash secondhandstorytime, and follow the show on Twitter, where the handle is at secondhandstory. If you have longer feedback or want to get in touch with me directly, you can email will at secondhandstorytime.com. This is an especially good way to get in touch if you have a story. Perhaps like today, you have a story of a friend or coworker who doesn't catch on very quickly. If you enjoyed this episode, please pass it on to a friend. Thanks for listening, we'll have another episode next week. <laughs>